No, we're going to okay, go lands cool. down north. Right? Exactly. Okay, that's what I want to know. To Black Creek. Take yeah, Black, Black Creek, Creek to the 401. To 401 to 400. Take the yeah. 400 north to Cookstown. Yeah. And then... Cookstown. You, actually, you haven't told me where we're going, but... Welcome everybody to Five Film Podcast. Mike Glennon, Chad Cooper. Uh, every episode we select a topic <laughs> from the serious to the ridiculous, and we each choose our top five favorite films for that topic. We then have a third person join us to create the final list from our individual lists, which we will post for you on Twitter and Instagram. Today's judge, Mario. Mario, welcome back, buddy. You guys welcome are too back, nice brother. To me. Welcome I, back. I appreciate it. Thank you. Thank I kind of, I kind of like the beard. Do you know? I don't know, man. It's patchy. I'm not about that no shave life. I, uh, yeah, no, it looks good, man. Yeah. Honestly, yeah. yeah. Don't bug me. Don't yeah. mind me, guys. No, I'm no. You like me? <laughs> you don't grow anything on your on your cheeks. You see this? Yeah. Like, usually, I uh, clean it up. Oh, you but do. I'm trying to see how it goes because, oh. like, I'm wondering how far yeah, it goes. They know I, my work is very interesting. With like no, like I first like I was all pristine, like everything was ironed, even my pants, and like now I realize like they don't care. Well, that's cool. Yeah. So yeah, that's, that's a care. great work environment. Yeah, I wish I had that. <laughs> work from home. Well, I wear wear underwear or sweatpants <laughs> a couple days a week, but then I gotta wear a suit the rest of the time. <laughs> uh, remember to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Five Film Pod. Send us an email at Five Film Podcast at gmail What's our topic today, Chad? Topic today is uh, in light of the season, mm-hmm. top five New Year's movies. Yeah. So I guess really any movie that has to do with, with new years, years is based around new years has a prominent scene that prominent has new years yeah that kind of saved me on a couple of these that's i think what i was looking at more so than yeah. anything too yeah. i couldn't find i couldn't think of any movies that really had a lot to do with new years yeah but they all had pivotal points there's new one that's key. based all around new years 200 cigarettes i don't yeah, know if I, you've I, seen that yeah all, i didn't put it on my list really, it's not I didn't really like his movie yeah isn't there an awful rom-com based on new years yeah actually called new years gary marshall uh did it he, he did that valentine's day too yes, he's exactly. like he's just a bunch of stars yeah. again the wacky adventures about love yeah it's a romantic comedy where they get yeah like just all people like why why would a star why would a movie star turn that down really it's like oh you want to do like a week's worth of work and get a pretty pretty large paycheck, paycheck. yeah because they're only in it for like 10 minutes 20 minutes each yeah. right so is there you said that was the same guy who did valentine's day yeah gary marshall I saw that one you saw valentine's day yeah with the girl i was seeing at the time how did Which you feel about it producer michelle i would watch the movie again i would not get back into that relationship so let's let's hope not because yes. <laughs> you're in a relationship. Also, the movie's less time commitment. I, I don't know if anybody noticed, but at the be at the beginning of the podcast, I decided not to say I am Chad Cooper. I just decided to say Chad, Chad Cooper. Cooper. Yeah, I think you know that's what like, I, that's what I'm like going to do from now. Yeah, I'm done with that. I am. People know who I am. <laughs> Stating it in. Yeah, Chad Cooper. Call me off guard. Yeah, but I like I did. I wasn't upset because of the ridiculous amount of confidence. The way that it came off, like I, like John Travolta. I thought that you were wearing a uh, piano key, 
neck, <laughs> necklace, but you actually just have a piece of paper. <laughs> no, down. One of the edges of with white, the ring. The edge of the white paper with the key. And that's what I've been staring at for the last like five minutes. I kept I being like, man, he's wearing like a piano keyboard for a necklace. That's amazing. Actually, that's and then it just came out as, as actually just a piece of paper hanging. People, <laughs> people always enjoy when Mario comes on the show. I know a lot of our I listeners, they, they call for him. They come back. So it's, it's good to have you back, man. That being said, listeners, business idea, piano key necklaces. That'd actually be pretty cool. That Not is cool. piano key ties. Not the piano key necktie. No. That's already been Yeah, done. necklace is more... Frankie goes to Hollywood. It's more, yeah, you can wear that to a jazz bar and you'd be... Ridiculous. You'd be awesome. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to do that. Go All like right. three buttons deep and wear that uh, that necklace. Honorable mentions, Chad. Uh, well, how, how do you feel about New Year's? Is it uh, something you enjoy celebrating? You go out, you stay in. Yeah? I go out and I celebrate it. I actually do, do I go out. I go somewhere. We have like a lot of friends you throw. Yeah. I've had a couple shakers. Past years, and, you've had a couple shakers. Jay's thrown a couple. Yeah. I usually end up at a house party or something. The house party is so totally much better. Bad. Totally agree. You, you don't want to go to a bar. Have you, have you ever gone out out downtown Toronto yeah. on New Year's Eve? And, I've done it once. And you're oh, you it always end up angry at the end of the night because yes. you want to just get home. It was horrible. You're drunk. You're cold. It's usually you're hungry or some weird weather pattern that yeah. night. There's no cabs. Cab. Yeah. You're not getting on that bus because it's Even packed. the subway is insane. Yeah, it's crazy. You don't want to deal with that. Ugh. Yeah, I'm... I'm I, we're having a house party this I'm year again. Maybe you can have a shaker. Yeah, yes. uh, I will. I like them. They're fun on New Year's because people are a little more festive. They're not like a exactly Christmas is over. Christmas, you know, yeah. people are a little more relaxed. Yeah, it's a good it's time. Good. It is a good time. All right. Well, why don't you start with some uh, some honorable mentions? Uh, Ghostbusters two. Oh, 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 that's one of mine too. Yes. All right, nineteen eighty nine. Eh, one of my favorite scenes in the movie too. That that is that is the scene that makes makes the movie. So I mean, so I I considered, but I feel like the five that I got on mine are are just better movies. I I, same with me. I I considered putting it on, but because it's the scene that we're referring to, obviously, is when they uh, they go into the Statue of Liberty and somehow slime makes it come alive and walk through the city of New York. Well, uh, a New Year's party is following them, and it just keeps getting bigger and bigger. <laughs> the goodwill of the people of New York. Yeah, they're uh, they're singing. What what song do they sing? Don't put me on the spot. That's a good trivia that. story. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Taking someone, me someone higher. Yeah, yeah. Check that. I don't know what it's called. Higher and higher. What is that? What is that song called? Higher and higher. Uh, shoot, yeah. shoot for another honorable mention. I'll look it up. All right. Um, another honorable mention for me is the 1960 classic. Um, director's Billy Wilder starring uh, Jack Lemmon, uh, The Apartment. Yep. And uh, this movie kind of takes place around the holidays. It's uh, It's got a little bit of Christmas in it as well, but it ends on New Year's Eve. And um, she's having... A, an affair with her uh, with her boss, and she's out for New Year's Eve, and everybody's celebrating. And she starts to realize that uh, who she truly should be with is Jack Lemon, who's at his apartment all by himself. And then she goes over there and end up playing cards together. And the song is called "Your Love Keeps Lifting Me Higher." Me and higher. higher, see, higher Jack and higher. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I like the apartment. That was a movie that you turned me on to about a year and a half ago or so yeah great movie eh? really good movie. one of billy wilder's better better films for sure um 
For my last honorable mention, I'll do the 1995 movie, The Money Train. Money Train. Again, didn't put oh. on my list. Not a great movie, but Wesley New Year's features very, very prominently. Yeah. Very prominently in that one. That's the only reason it's on there. It's Wesley, Wesley and Woody. And Woody. Is that, is that better than White Man Can't Jump? No, that White Man Can't Jump better. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. I'll throw out another quick honorable mention just because it's it's got a great New Year's scene in it, Forrest Gump. Yeah. The only reason why I didn't put this on here is because I wasn't sure if we considered it, New Year's. It doesn't have enough pivotal. New Year's. Yeah, it's not like a big... But that is a great scene with, with Lieutenant scene. Dan. You ain't got no legs, Lieutenant Dan. <laughs> I know that, Forrest. <laughs> I love that movie. Um, all right. I'll kick us off then. Let's do it. With that, my number five... Um, a movie that I think everybody kind of forgot existed, 1994 movie by the Coen brothers, Tim Robbins. I know it. Yep. Dinner Jason Lee, Paul Newman, uh, The Hudsucker Proxy. And it's, it's a screwball comedy. Uh, the final act is kicked off on New Year's Eve. Yeah. That's the whole thing, that big party. It's about a naive business grad who uh, takes over as president of a manufacturing company as part of a stock scam. Uh, it's pretty hilarious. Yeah, it is good. And it's actually, but I don't, no one knows. It's that one. one of the Coen Brothers' most underrated for sure. Yeah. I think it's really well written. Paul Newman's in it Paul as Newman's well. It, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. It's it's it is a no screwball comedy. It. It's very know funny. I think. Who knows it? Really? Yeah. I just ran. I, somebody actually recommended it at my work um, a long time ago, like maybe I, like ten years ago. I like it a lot. Yeah, I haven't seen it in a while, but uh, good performances. Very good. Paul very, Newman. Very, yeah. very well written, and that that kind of like early Coen Brothers writing. Yeah, which I always liked. And see, I, I feel like the Coen brothers are very hit and miss with their comedies. Like, I don't like Lady no, Killers. Lady yeah. No. And uh, I, I love this. I thought it was it was really well done. And it is hilarious. Yeah. Truly. So, no, that's... Uh, Co-written cool by uh, Sam Raimi. Is it really? Yeah. Oh, I didn't yeah. know that. Yeah. Good, good fact. There you go. Sam Raimi. Yep. So, he can, he can do more than direct and... I guess he's never acted in anything. Yeah. No, I was trying to think of... <laughs> All right, he can do more than direct. <laughs> All right, I'm going to go on to my number five. My number five is the 1983 John Landis film, mm. Trading Places, movie. starring Dan Aykroyd and uh, uh, Eddie Murphy. Um, this takes place around Christmas as well. I know Dan Aykroyd uh, dresses up as Santa at one point and becomes homeless, and he gets kicked out of a party, which is a great scene. Yep. But uh, the scene, obviously, I put this on for is the uh, the New Year's New Year's Eve part where they're on the train yeah. and they're uh, they're trying to get to uh, back to New York to uh, to get to the uh, um, they're going they're trying to go and frame their bosses. So they're, uh, what happens is they have this guy that's hired to actually take them out and he's on the train with them and there's a big gorilla and they somehow stumble across that and then somebody dresses up as a gorilla. It's just a whole mess, but it is hilarious. I don't know if you, do you remember it well? I do. Yeah. I haven't seen it in probably two or three years. It's, uh, it's really good. Yeah, no, it's, it's. I'm just looking through my list now realizing that a lot of mine are comedies. Yeah, That's for fun. New Year's. Yeah, Eddie Murphy has uh, has some great great scenes. This, this is when he was on the top of his game yeah. back in the early '80s. Yeah. Hilarious in this. He has a great line about beef jerky. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we'll leave that as a surprise for the listeners. So yeah, um, my number four. I'm actually changing my list right now. My number four is going to be the 1987 Woody Allen film Radio Days. Okay. 
Uh, I originally put that higher, but I changed my mind. I'm going to admit, I have not seen that one. It's good. And that is on my list for Eddie uh, or for Woody. Yeah. Woody Allen, Jeff Daniels. There's the cast. Woody Allen, Jeff Daniels, Seth Green when he's like nine or ten or he's really he's in a lot of movies in the 80s people don't know about he's really really young larry david is in it uh fan west and danny aiello it's just kind of a look back it's uh the golden age of radio yeah focusing on this uh this one hilarious family and there's a really good scene in there where diane keaton is singing on new year's eve at this piano and that's it's like a really nice scene i don't know if it's like pivotal but it's uh it's a really good scene she's actually a really good singer it's like annie hall she sings in that too she's a great singer he always puts her up there Two Oscar noms, art direction, and uh, screenplay. Yeah. No wins. A lot of people say this is one of their favorites. A lot of yeah, people mention this with like this some is, of his top work. I feel that this one uh, and Hudsucker Proxy for the Coen Brothers are like films that people who know their work yeah. really like them. Yeah. But it's not one that gets discussed. I think because it's so easy to overshadow some. Like Everybody knows that Annie Hall is Woody Allen's best movie. Yeah. It's just a given, I think. Yeah, he's not beating that. You know I mean, like, there's like a, you know, man. That's one of the best movies. movies of all time, yeah. really. So there's, you know, when you do something like that, it's so easy uh, for that just to become all you're known for. Yeah. So there's all kinds of these other things that are so good, but they just get. Well, it's, compared to his other work. He's made so many movies, so he he like makes he one movie a year. Even see. Yeah, Magic in the Moon. Oh yeah, yeah. I don't even know what that was called either. Why? It didn't get a lot of a lot of press. Movie. Magic in the Moonlight was last year. Which I didn't see that one either. Yeah, I saw it. It was good. It was good? Yeah, it wasn't he, bad. He, he just fires stuff out occasionally, and there doesn't seem to be a lot of hype about them. So it's just, like if they get like really good, if they get like praised for a, a yeah, for like an actress the, the or an actor. That I knew about it was because it got so much hype from the critics. For her, Kate Blanchett. Any yeah. Advertising about it. Yeah. So I feel like this is kind of the same. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna check that movie out. All right, so that'll be up against my number four, which is the 1995 Catherine Bigelow-directed Strange Days. Another movie that I don't know if a lot of people know about. Yeah, and this movie is drastically underrated. Yeah, it is. This is one of, to me, this is one of Catherine Bigelow's best, if not, like, maybe Zero Zero Dark Thirty might be a better directed film, but I think... uh, I think this is probably my favorite of hers. It's really good. It is really good. Stars uh, Ralph Fiennes and uh, uh, Angela Bassett. He's a great actor. Tom Sizemore's in it. Um, Juliette Lewis. Mm-hmm. Um, so great cast. Guess who it was written by? I don't know. Who's Catherine Bigelow's ex-husband? Is it written by James? James Cameron. I don't know that. Yeah. So he wrote it. Huh. He also edited the big scene at the end, the party yeah, scene I, that takes place I on New Year's. He did that. I didn't know that he wrote it. He didn't get credit for the editing though, yeah, because he wasn't part of the right. editor guild or guild, whatever. Right. Yeah. So he actually became part of the guild to edit Titanic. Yeah. So he actually got credit for editing Titanic, huh. but he didn't get right. credit for this movie. Yeah, that was always one of those pieces of trivia that always flew around about this movie. Yeah. yeah. So great, great movie. It's about. Um, I, I would actually say this is like a cult classic now. It it should get more praise than it does, but not a lot of people know about it. And I think I it's like, to me, it kind of reminds me of like a Blade Runner type of film. Like yes. it's futuristic, yep. um, takes place uh, like in futuristic Los Angeles. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, it, so 
the um, the plot is that this ex-cop becomes this um, dealer of these uh, data disks that record people's memories and emotions. Yep. So you can buy these on the black market, and you it's like something that you put on your head that like um, I guess like evokes your senses or whatever. Yep. So you can like feel what they were feeling when they recorded it. So if someone records something like if they're having sex or they're, um, you know, like eating something really good or that you get the same sensations. Yeah. So he gets a disc that shows someone murdering a prostitute and then it like, it messes him up a lot because it, obviously he's, he's, he's choose, watching like, it. You don't get to choose the disc. Well, it's like a black market thing. Yeah, so yeah, you can right, ask right, for right. anything you want. Right. So essentially it's like, I'm surprised actually something like this doesn't exist in the world. Cause I really thought that. Some I days thought, I thought we were gonna get hoverboards. Yeah, I know. It didn't happen either. Yeah. Kind of we'll, get them. <laughs> we'll get them what? someday. Do you want a hoverboard? Well, let's edit this out. But it's New Year's technique, so I can't talk about the fact right, that tomorrow's right, right, the right. fucking future. Yeah, <laughs> I love it. I love it. So, and and another thing about this movie too is it's kind of like a film noir as well. It is, yeah, yeah, because it's it's just you're trying to figure out what's the going 90s on. The nineties are where these like film noirs start to make a bit of a comeback. You know that? Definitely. Kind of made a, yeah. So had the fifty year. People haven't seen this movie. It's uh, it's, it's definitely worth watching. One. Yeah, she's a really great director. Yeah. Uh, my number three is a 1925 Charlie Chaplin film, The Gold Rush. You put it on. I kind of thought you would. The uh, little tramp goes to the Klondike in search of gold. I love old Charlie Chaplin films, and this has no. This is this is not pretend. This has such a good New Year's scene in it. Nineteen thirty-three. Just because it's old doesn't make me pretentious. I am pretentious, but it's not because of the age. And uh, I I support you, man. I I like classics. The little tramp gets stood up for a New Year's Eve dinner, but it leads to that amazing, famous dance scene where he starts off by using the dinner rolls on the ends of his forks. That's where that whole thing comes from. This film. It is an iconic scene. Simpsons. It's not from the Simpsons. No, no, no. But he was using the Simpsons when Abe tries to court that one old lady with the potatoes. You're right, but that's where it comes from. It's from. And most people will probably identify that with the Simpsons. Of course. Or they might even Johnny Depp did it in. Oh Did yeah, and Benny, in, uh, Benny and June. Benny and June, yeah. yeah. But it's all from yeah. this movie. This movie was a silent film, but it did get an Academy Award nom for music and sound recording when it was re-released in 1942. Hmm. That's kind of weird, eh? That is. 30, I, sorry, 20 years, almost 20 years later. I did not know that. And they re-released it with proper with sound and music. And it got nominated. It got nominated for an Oscar. That's really cool. That's interesting. Actually. Yeah. Chaplin kills it. Also shows you can somehow re-release a movie twenty years later. I don't think that would be allowed now. I don't know if that would fly anymore. Could you imagine seeing a like it's could we could we like just pick up a movie from nineteen ninety five today and just re-release it? Well I wonder like think nowadays with everything they're trying to do, like remaking old franchises, re like revisioning them, eventually they're just gonna release movies again. They they've done it with Star Wars. But should that be allowed to be up for an award? I don't. I don't think it should. Like, no. remember when Exorcist yeah, was re-released? Yeah. The version that yeah. no one had ever seen. It was like the, for the twentieth anniversary. They didn't them. That wasn't available Did it get for awards. Into theaters? I yeah, I saw right. it in theaters. You're right. Yeah. Because remember, she does the uh, like that the spider walk up. down the yeah, down right. the stairs. Star Love Wars that, that came out in theaters like yeah you're right re-released with like this footage like that no one had ever seen which we just can I tell you something about the Star Wars re-release I actually still prefer the originals 
I don't know why. It's like I still maybe it's because I saw it as a kid. Don't, I, don't I, mess. Don't mess with the originals. I like the yeah. I like the grainy look of the originals for some reason. Ah, I get that. No. So when I it took me forever, I finally just bought the DVDs like only a couple months ago, and I had the the only way I would buy them is because it comes with both versions. You meant Blu-ray, right? But uh, it, it comes with Blu-ray and DVD versions. <laughs> I'm an HD whore. I was best. actually you'd like this an HD whore. <laughs> Podcast sidetrack. I went to a. Uh, I was at Pinewood Studios a couple weeks ago. Oh, yeah. I went. I saw chat about this. I went down because um, a good friend of mine works kind of in the biz, and he. They were doing a presentation on uh, HD, sorry, 4K uh, laser projectors. That they're trying. I think he said there's a hundred of them now in the world, or 150 in the world. There's one in two in Canada, and. Um, they just had like a big demo night of uh, 3D 4K uh, film. It's pretty wild. That is pretty wild. That's awesome. They're going to end up in a pretty amazing space. When it comes to years. stuff like that, like I love the story about, uh, continuing on this, like uh, how uh, Chris Nolan shot Batman with like the IMAX cameras and then he broke one of them. He broke, do you know at the time there were only four in the world and he broke one? And it was like what? Wasn't it like oh. more than like some country's GDP? It was crazy. Yeah, he busted one on insane, the eh? uh, the scene where Heath Ledger's Joker is shooting the Batmobile. Oh, really? And they like they like dropped it off the side of a car, and like they didn't just like oh we kind of broke it. It was like Ooh, we really broke <laughs> we're, that. We're not using that anymore. <laughs> yes, that's not coming back. Yeah, it was crazy. There, it, it, it was like twenty five percent of the world's IMAX cameras at the time. That's hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> What'd you even say? Sorry. That's amazing. Yeah. And all that just stemmed, that conversation just broke out from Charlie Dude, Chaplin yeah. and the gold rush. Anyway, so what, what my, my point was just that it's weird like how quickly technology like flies. Yeah. That stuff. I'm always astounded. Especially nowadays. Wow. All right. On to uh, my number three. My number three is the 1993 Nora Ephron film starring Tom Hanks and Meg Ryan, Sleepless in Seattle. I have to put it in. For the iconic scene at the yep, end yep. on the Empire State Building when they meet. Yep. It's a great scene. It's like a, it, it sums up like good films from New York too. This is one I think that we had as an honorable mention mm-hmm. on our New York show. Yep. Um, just just a just a feel-good film. It's, it's not like a masterpiece, but I think the chemistry with Meg Ryan and Tom Hanks is fantastic in this. I was talking to our buddy Dave Lowe yesterday. Yeah. And, and we asked the question of... Did Tom Hanks need to make You've Got Mail after he made Sleepless in Seattle? Well, people wanted and it so much because they like Sleepless in Seattle. Sleepless in Seattle and You've Got Mail. Did they they're, they're, actually just take the exact same movie and just input email instead of telephone? Um, like you've Got Mail. You've Got Mail. They're like, movie. they don't like each other in it. Whereas this, they, they don't really know each other. So we were just there's a lot of similarities. A lot. What's the first movie that they did together? A little trivia. Trivia shout out, Mario. If, uh, do you know Hanks and Ryan? Yeah. Um, oh shoot, it's not Love Turner. Uh, Love Turner, Nooch. I know. It's not you can give up, and I can give it to you. Okay, go for it. Joe versus the volcano. Yeah, because I was going along that. This is 80s Hanks chain there. This kind of brought Hanks into like the romantic comedies. Yeah. Like he was doing like Splash. I guess is kind of a romantic comedy joe versus the volcano is a really bad movie that is called a romantic comedy but i don't really know what it is um (laughs) 
and <laughs> and like and then he made like movies like a league of their own like he always had this in him to be yeah. the romantic lead yeah. but he never really got it and i think people kind of thought he was like goofy at the beginning of his career so like they didn't see did him as the leading man yeah kind of broke in with those movies but this was a massive year for him because oh, yeah. this is when he did uh, philadelphia as well um league of their own came out in 92 yep. so he, he was he was at the height of his career um what is the Hanks movie where he plays squash with John Candy? Splash. That is Splash. Right? Yeah, that's Splash. Um, that always killed me as a kid. Yeah, that, that is a good Just scene. That's his brother in it, John Candy, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I'm putting it in there because of the iconic scene. They show the heart on uh, the Empire State Building all lit yeah. up, and it's a great movie. It's, it's a feel-good it feel movie. So, uh, Tip for anybody who's going to New York, since we, Shell and I were there recently, uh, don't go up the Empire State Building. I've been up it. I've been I, up it too. I have been too. Yeah. So what's the catch? If you go up, producer Michelle did some great research and talked to some people in New York and they said it's better to go up Rockefeller. You get up, it's not as high, but his position is such you that you get the whole view of the city, including the Empire State Building yeah. as part of the skyline yeah. and Central Park. Yeah. It's pretty crazy. And because it's on the, it's on like, it's, 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 it's located in a weird area so you can see the whole city hmm. there's like nothing past it well, let me ask you this do you think it's more about the view or more about telling people you've been up the empire state building as opposed i've done both so i don't know Ooh, <laughs> <that's> <laughs> his number one is his number one is going to be a 1902 short I have never put up a movie from the 1800s. So you guys all just calm yourselves down. Uh, I think I think a Snow Fight. Or this uh, isn't our last show, so we'll yeah. we'll see if that. You know happens. what? Maybe if that maybe on our very last show, I will do that. I'll try to find a movie from the 1800s just to put on here. Although I don't know what it could possibly be. Wonder if people will cry on our last show. I will. Uh, number two. <laughs> number two. Number two. Uh, 1950. Yep. Billy Wilder. Gloria Swanson, William Holden, Sunset Boulevard. Good, good choice. Uh, hack screenwriter writes a play for a former sound film star. Um, the turning point in the movie happens on New Year's Eve. Yeah. Where he realizes that she's kind of nutty. She's absolutely and We all kind of knew she's like a little bit weird, but it's on New Year's Eve that she goes right off the deep end yeah. when she invites I, I him to the party this. by himself. Didn't put it on your list at all, eh? No, I considered it. Okay. But okay. yeah, the party, it's like she makes him get all dressed, dressed up. She, and like, she kind of puts him under the pretense that it's like a party she's yeah. throwing, but it's just him. Yeah, the butler's like like bringing all this nice oh, food so and all these, yeah. That, made me, that scene made me really uncomfortable. It's like, it's just me and you, and I'm like, that wow. That scene made me yeah. really uncomfortable, yeah. <laughs> but how good is that movie? That movie's fantastic. I know it's one of your faves. Yeah. 11 Oscar noms, uh, including in all four acting categories. I love that movie, how it takes place in Los Angeles in the 50s. Just like the golden age. The way that it shows. Just after the golden yeah, the age. Yeah, the city is awesome. Yep. Yep. That's a good choice. All right. Moving, your number two? Moving down the list. We have so. had very different lists. So that Sunset Boulevard is going to be against the 1989 Rob Reiner film. Oh, when Harry that's my number one. met Sally. Really? Yep. Let's talk about that's it. That's your number one. That's All my right. number one. Okay, so obviously the reason we put this on is because of the end scene yep. when, uh, well, actually there's there's two scenes. There's also in the middle they they spend yes, New Year's, but the together. one that everybody remembers is the one at the yeah. end. Yeah, so the one the one in the middle is where they're friends, 
and they dance together and they have a good time. It's the big, and, yeah. yeah. It's the, that's the nice feel-good scene. Yeah. Yeah. But then a year later, that's when they're they're in an argument, and Sally's at the yeah. at the um, at the party by herself, and uh, he's kind of roaming the streets, and he finally realizes that he wants to be with her. Yeah. Great romantic comedy, Great romantic one, comedy. one of the best of all time. He's so versatile, Rob Reiner. Let me. Uh, you know how I like to to read out quotes. I do. I got some, what do you got? Some problems. I, I got to read the quote that he says to her at the end in the uh, in the party. I love this. Okay. All right, I got it here. So he says, I love that you get cold when it's 71 degrees out. I love that it takes you an hour and a half to order a sandwich. I love that you get a little crinkle above your nose when you're looking at me like I'm nuts. I love that after I spend the day with you, I can still smell your perfume on my clothes. And I love that you were the last person I want to talk to before I go to sleep at night. It's not because I'm lonely and it's not because it's New Year's Eve. I came here tonight because when you realize you want to spend the rest of your life with somebody... You want the rest of your life to start as soon as, as, soon possible. as possible. I think a lot of Great people line. have used that last little bit. I mean, I've actually I'm stole sure I have it to, yeah. before too. Yeah, but uh, yep. it is it is true. It's like you know when you kind of come to a decision where you know what you, you just want know. and you got to go for it. And I, I love how he goes for gut it. Gut reactions are so important. Yeah, and We're you know what? Now switching from five film podcasts to uh, <laughs> relationship advice with Mike Lennon. That's my relationship advice. Gut reactions are underrated when it comes to relationships. Well, do you feel good about it or do you not? And at least you got to try. And that's Definitely. the thing. Even if you try and you fail, at least you went with your gut and you did it. Is it better to have loved and lost than to never to have loved at all? Absolutely. I 100% agree. It hurts like hell, but if anything, the most important thing about relationships and love is that whatever you learn from it, you take with you. And there's not there's nothing but more valuable than that. I, I These are that lessons with Cooper. Chad Joy. I put that sentiment in the same lines of ignorance is bliss. I don't think ignorance is bliss. I agree. Dead. I'd much rather be pissed off about the world around me and know what's going on than exactly. yep. so, yeah, so like, totally agree. Obviously the argument is like if you never love, then you'll never know pain of losing it yeah like you, never you also it. never know the happiness exactly yeah and let's be honest even even though you might end up not being with the person there's so many great times with exactly most, most relationships and eventually like <laughs> when it, most when it ends it it ends for a reason you yep. have to you have to think that and then you you know you got to look back move on you can't look back in anger oasis i heard him say <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, well, yeah, that was that really uh, took a turn. That was also my number one. My <laughs> my fun fact for this is uh, a famous orgasm scene, which is filmed at Cat's Deli in New York City. I know your fun fact. Do uh, you know? Do you? There's a plaque on the table. Okay, I thought you, you were don't know say a fun fact. Else, they have a plaque on the table there still today. Oh, okay. If, if you go in and the, do you know what the plaque says? You you were there when you were in New York? No. Okay. I forgot it. Uh, the plaque reads, "Where Harry met Sally. We hope you have." what she had that's awesome that's pretty good eh? that's great i thought you were gonna throw out that no, the woman the, who says uh, i'll have what she's having that's rob that's, reiner's mom yeah yeah i do like that a little bit too that's a that's a great movie okay you run to your number one because that was my number one all right drum roll <laughs> <laughs> my number one is the name ni- that, name that movie oh that's national lampoon's christmas vacation, vacation. <laughs> Um, to the world. 1974 classic sequel, Francis Ford Coppola, Coppola yeah, The I Godfather know, yeah, Part I, Two. I really debated 
It's it's for I the pu- scene. It's for the yeah, scene. Yeah, I know. The reason the reason why I took it off mine was because I didn't feel that and this is this is not a shot at you. This is in my defense because people be like, "Why would you not put that movie on there?" Yeah, because I didn't feel like it played a big enough part and in I, the and, overall plot of the movie. I completely. There's a couple that I left off that I could have yeah. probably put on, but I felt that, that way too. Only. The only reason I do is because so the scene that for people who don't don't know takes place in Cuba, mm-hmm. and they're celebrating New Year's Eve there. And this is when uh, Al Pacino's character Michael Corleone mm-hmm. finds out about his brother is the one that crossed him and hired someone to to kill him so he confronts him at the party and one thing that i that i think when i when i watch the scene is like you know there's always big kisses on new year's and like romantic comedies he actually kisses his brother and he says uh you broke my heart you broke my heart it's a crazy scene it's it's amazing yeah it's really good so tense Al Pacino's yeah. acting in that scene is just insane. Yeah. Like the anger and rage in his eyes when he grabs his head and says, "You broke my heart." Fantastic. I still, I still argue sometimes. I think this is my favorite of the trilogy. Yeah, I know a lot of people like the original, but this one's ridiculous. They're both just masterpieces. But I agree. I, I would say it's tough for me to make the this call. This one is my favorite. Yeah, I think. So I, I put it on there for that reason, and uh, yeah, I'm sticking to it. That's a good, good list. So uh, if we run down the list, Chad. Okay, my number five is Trading Places. That's uh, against the Hudsucker Proxy. My number four is Strange Days. That's versus Radio Days. My number three is Sleepless in Seattle. Against the Gold Rush. My number two is When Harry Met Sally. Versus Sunset Boulevard. And my number one is The Godfather Part Two. Versus When Harry Met Sally. Mario, over to you. All right. You guys just put two microphones in my face. I don't know, <laughs> I don't know what to do now. It's like I'm at a press conference. <laughs> All right. Um, how, do you, how do you feel about the list? I feel, <laughs> I actually, this is one of the easier lists I've had to judge. Really? Yeah. Why? It's, it's, it's cut. It's yeah, very. I'm hoping that's. It's uh, very simple. All right. That's in my favorite. Um, I have no fun New Year's anecdotes, unfortunately, to go before. Although. Good New Year's story. Surprisingly, you never uh-huh. ch- you never chug like a bottle of Fireball or I mean, uh, no, that was just on a like a gold that was just on a Thursday, and I'm not allowed to drink it anymore. So yeah. Yeah, I've been, I've kept to that, by the way. Believe me or not, I have not drank Fireball since. I, yeah, I wouldn't. Yeah, yeah. I I'm a man of my word. Um, no, all my all my Fireball stories, all my New Year's stories just involve drunken shenanigans and people. Yeah, but yeah. Um, Love a good drunken shenanigan story. But if you can believe it, I've never, in here in Toronto, Ontario, I've never done the typical going downtown thing. Really? I've also never been to a bar for New Year's because, quite frankly, I I adore New Year's. I adore the concept of New Year's because I'm obsessed with time. I'm obsessed with the concept of time in general. I I take that from Back to the Future. That's what really got me into it. I love it. Wait till you get to my age. Jesus. Yeah, I don't. I can't imagine being I'm 45. I'm the oldest here. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I like the idea of New Year's Eve. I don't like the fact that it's become this glorified money fest where people have to pay $40 to get into a bar yeah. and then pay $15 for a tiny glass of champagne. No, you, and then, you are not missing out on anything. Yeah, don't get me wrong. Yeah, so usually what I just do is I stay at home and watch anime and play video games. Nothing, nothing wrong. That's a good way to ring in the new year. Yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but I, like, I like the ring in the new year with like the people I love, close friends, that's thing, family. Right? That's yeah. that's the people you want to be with. Exactly. Who cares? Yeah, Ma- Maverick, of course. The mascot. Love him. I dress him up in like a party hat. Do you actually? He, he likes it, yeah. 
<laughs> so, going on to the list, number five. Uh, I apologize. Was it Hudsucker? Hudsucker. Yes. Hudsucker versus Training Places. Hudsucker? Hudsucker Proxy. Yeah. I forgot the proxy. I'm going to have to give this to Training Places because, mm-hmm. simply because it's just like, it's just easier to watch. And it's a, also, it's just like, it is like a more feel good than Hudsucker Proxy. It's a great film. Eddie uh, Murphy at the top of his that's game. That's the thing. Uh, yeah. Like, yeah. Really. Poor, is all feeling good. poor Eddie Murphy. Remember Haunted House? Yeah, that was... Yeah. I, I still don't like to talk about I it. I don't think we want to go over the bad movies he's in. <laughs> yeah, that could be a whole top five. Yeah, top, top five. five worst Eddie Murphy movies. Stay away from. Number four, Radio Days versus Strange Days. You see, the bias in me wants to go for Radio Days because of my old journalism experience. Going to have to give it to Strange Days. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Good, it's good flick. Eh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just, uh, I'm just a big fan of it. I hope people, I hope people go and watch it because it's, it's a movie that not a lot of people know about, and it's great. Uh, number three, Gold Rush versus Sleepless in Seattle. Mad respect, yo, for Charlie Chaplin for the Sea Dog, <laughs> for CC Dog. Mad respect for, for him. C. He's got the same initials as me. C Dub. Uh, oh, I wonder if it's his middle name. Chad Charles Cooper, Tripsy. I didn't know you were a Tripsy. Yeah. Oh, man. Triple C. Oh, I'm going to call you from now on. <laughs> um, however, uh, I'm going to have to give it to Sleepers in Seattle. Only because, like, come on. A, a silent film? Against an iconic romantic comedy. Exactly. Like, even though, like... Like do do what you want with... Uh, say what you will about romantic comedies. But, like, I don't know. Sometimes they could be actually be pretty fun. I will yeah. confess. Yeah. yeah. Remember Crazy Stupid Love? That's a, love that I was a huge fan of that. Like I loved it. Everybody likes that movie. Yeah, it was great. Like I was just like, wow. I was like, it's very like sometimes, yeah. Yeah, great cast, great cast. Yeah. Uh, number two, Sunset Boulevard versus When Harry Met Sally. I'm gonna have to go to When Harry Met Sally. Ah, sweet. This is a clean. You didn't even <laughs> let me finish. No. Yeah, so this is going to be awkward, but uh, my number one has to go to The Godfather Part Two. Yeah, I mean, don't get don't don't get me wrong, mad respect, but sometimes it just has to be. I uh, got an ad here. One second. Don't you hate that? I'm not playing. It like ruined. Yeah, it ruins the moment. Yeah, sorry. I'm going to start calling you Swiffer. (laughs) So that's that's a clean. It's a clean that sweep. it is. That's a clean sweep. That's a five for Coop, zero for Mike. And just because you got all five, I'm going to let you play the theme song for extra long today. Thanks, producer Michelle. Let the audience take yeah, yeah. this in. This is when I speed knows. up a little bit in my run. Yeah. Going under. Do you want to go to Philadelphia someday? <laughs> I do, and I need to just run to, up yeah. those stairs. If we go, we're just going to yeah. do that. <laughs> you said you run to this song. Oh, yeah. You run to movie soundtracks, don't you? Oh, yeah. yeah I got problems. You are a sick He does. Man. Yeah, yeah. I don't know why you're <laughs> <laughs> All right, Chad, I'll let you run down the final list. All right. So, the final list, which is my list, <laughs> is uh, number five, Trading Places. Number four, Strange Days. Number three, Sleepless in Seattle. 
number two, When Harry Met Sally, and number one for best New Year's movies of all time, that's The Godfather 2. Oh, sorry. Yeah, <laughs> Jeremy Moore comes first. Sorry. All right, great list. Great. That was good. Yo, wow. <laughs> no, you, you had some good <laughs> you movies just on there, too. Yourself? You, you, you just verbally fist-bumped yourself. Uh, I, I, Thanks, I was, everybody, for joining us. I'm cutting you off. Remember Thanks. to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at 5PhonePod. Send us email 5PhonePodcast at gmail.com. Mario. Thanks, Mario, for we judging. Really appreciate Great. you coming out. Fantastic job this week. Happy New Year's, everybody. <laughs> just keep fist bumping yourself. <laughs> Happy, Happy New Year's. Happy New Year's. Happy New Year's.